how often do you think about, well, actually, never mind. How often do I think about what? I was like, going to school, but you are. <laughs> going to school how? Like, go rolling up to an elementary school and sitting in, a, in like, like rows and... And that, or like going to school as a university student? Going, I, I guess like my question is like, how often do you wish your university, your original university experience, experience was different? Yes. Um, yes. Often? Yes. I was robbed of my second degree university experience that would have been on campus with campus life with like a group of friends that would have followed each other through like, cause it was a cohort based. Um, so COVID robbed me of that experience. So I do think of that occasionally for my undergrad though. Eh, I think I would have been very overwhelmed. Mm. Okay. And I don't like uh, trying to wanting to want, wanting to like be, um, active in like whether it be like volunteering or like participating in like uh, not a sport but like recreation or yeah like uh, participating in the um, university student life student life I guess is the best way to phrase it yeah um, I would have done that and then also then trying to manage classes on top of that I think would have been a lot and then also if you're trying to work as well so I'm appreciative of not having that and just focusing on work and and school but the second go around I wish because I'm older I've figured out how to study and have good habits and I wish I I've slightly salty but I think a lot of people are salty for things that were taken away from them because of of COVID so yeah I yeah, I definitely there there's a lot that had happened in that year that was robbed from a lot of people. But it's just yeah, something that I it had come to mind while watching this movie because um we didn't go to a very traditional styled university with like a campus life per se. But before we like kind of dive further into that, Let's welcome you to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one new DVD. I am your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And why this conversation is so pertinent is because what movie did we watch last week? The House Bunny. Which by title would not explain... Uh, yeah, but if you know what the house funny is. Uh, speaking of which, I was patrolling around social media because I had brought up the fact that there is a soundbite in this that uh, gets used quite frequently, but I haven't heard it in a while, but it's a very specific sound clip that is for like specific use. I then just like couldn't find it, but I was like, I'll just type in Anna Ferris. There are so many people who love this movie and like reenact certain scenes, quote so many scenes from this. But then I forgot about the beauty of Anna Ferris and her role in Just Friends. And I am so excited for the day that we get to watch that movie. Do you remember Just Friends? Does that have like Ashen Kutcher? Like, what is Just Friends? Who's in it? Ryan Reynolds. Okay, Ryan Reynolds. 
I can't remember the other girl, but he starts out fat and then he goes home oh, to his, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. but he's dating Anna Ferris, but wants Once, to go after. Yeah. But she's so annoying, but she is actually hilarious. It is technically a Christmas movie. So at some point we will watch that for Christmas, which I'm really excited for. Cause it's very like heavily rooted in Christmas like roots. I was gonna say Christian roots. <laughs> no Christmas. Uh, what's the Ashton Kutcher one that I'm thinking of? That's like similar. He goes home for. I don't know. If we probably own it, we'll get we'll get there one day. I don't know. All I can think of is like the Vegas one that he's in. Last mm -hmm. no, it's not Las Vegas. That's the old man people. Um. <laughs> Just Married, I think is what yeah, it's called, but yeah. that's not it. And then he's also in... I think it's Just Married is the one that I'm thinking of. But he doesn't... Oh, okay. Maybe. I haven't What seen Happens in Vegas? Oh, What Happens in Vegas. Yeah, that's what I was trying to describe, knowing that it wasn't his Christmas one. No, I'm thinking Just Married. You're thinking Just Married. Yeah. Wow. I think it was the, the just part. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. I pulled that out. Oh, no. We were talking about Just... Okay, in any case, The House Bunny is what we watched this week. I had said last week that I have seen this multiple times. I really have. I think this was my fifth or sixth time watching this. Uh, She's a fan. Apparently, this was in my repertoire to watch when I need something to be put on in the background. This, again, is another movie that has been on Netflix for so long and is now departing second movie in a row that third, third. Oh, that's prisoners yeah holy smokes yeah we, we sure picked them i was trying to figure out why mom bought this movie did you see this in the theaters with no, her no i didn't i don't think she's seen it i thought she had you don't think so i don't think so i definitely one of us opened it i don't know if it was you i don't know if it was me I've seen it, but I've seen it on Netflix. I only know that because my, when I went to watch the movie, it started playing from the end because oh. I didn't watch far enough into the credits. Gotcha. For it to restart. Okay. Yeah. So then I possibly might have opened the DVD because this possibly predated Netflix. And then I was curious as to what it was all about. I, again, yeah, I didn't really realize that there are a lot of fans of this movie i rewatched it again for the sixth time and i was like there are some really good funny one-liners but at the same time i'm like did it age okay probably not but are did there it age okay from back when it was made though but here's what i'm thinking that was like the bigger issue of all the films that were coming out then I don't know. It's going to be really interesting watching Mean Girls because there are things that happen in Mean Girls that you can't get away with today. But that movie still stands up on its own and is an incredible film. I did a little bit of research on this film. The budget for this film was $25 million and it made $70 million worldwide. It was released August 22nd, 2008. So it's 15 years old. Wow. Yes. And so that's where we were 15 years ago. Fashion has changed so much. Yes. So has music. Oh, but the music was. Yes. The music in this film, I 
was basically thinking this is the only reason why I'm still enjoying my experience because I was curious <laughs> to know what else was going to be played. We had all the American rejects. Avril Lavigne. Who else? Um, I don't remember, but it it was like, it was good. The one that the band that Miley Cyrus's half-brother. Oh, Metro Station. Thank you. Yes. One, yeah. Shake it. Yeah. Shake it. Yeah, I was going to say shake it off, but that's Taylor Swift. So uh, this DVD copy was widescreen. I didn't. Oh, I did watch it on the DVD, actually, because I had to watch the trailers for this movie. Oh, I'm curious. Uh, the first one was, and I was watching this, and was like, I've definitely sat and watched the trailers before. Like, I've experienced all of this before. Uh, the first one was Paul Blart Mall Cop, and it's about the guy who... <laughs> yes, I've seen Mall Cop. Oh, you have? I've seen Mall Cop. I've not seen that movie. The next one was Hancock, and that is with Will Smith. Then the third one... And the last one was Center Stage, Turn It Up. It is the sequel to Center Stage, and it is a flop. So I choose not to see it, and I don't want to see it. So Peter, Peter Gallagher is in it, and so is the head ballet dancer guy from Russia. So New Year's Eve. Um, this past New Year's this Eve. This past the recent yeah. New Year's Eve. New Year's has happened. Sit down, I'm out with, hanging out with my friend. And she's like, what do you want to watch? And we're just like literally scrolling through everything we've gone through. We jump from Netflix. We go to Disney. We go to Amazon Prime. The Prime. And then we go to Crave. Like all the options are available. Just Paramount. We haven't gone there yet. She doesn't have access to that one. It's not that great. So it's not worth oh, having. Oh, okay. Okay. And... um. I, I like we're, we're both suggesting things. Then I was like, have you seen Center Stage? And she's like, I actually haven't. I was like, oh, you would like that one, too. So we go to watch Center Stage and it says it's on Amazon. So or yeah, Prime. So we pull up Prime. Of course, it's a uh, it's well, locked. It's one of the ones where you have to pay the extra. OK, but then it says it's also on Crave. Sweet. Go to Crave. And I've never had this happen to me on Crave before. That one's also locked. You have to pay extra for it. On Crave? Yes. Really? Yeah, that's the new thing because it's owned by Bell and Bell likes to, you know, Ugh. nickel and dime everyone. Yes. And, and for that, for mm -hmm. that, it's it's just better to just purchase it off of Apple. There are to own it electronically at the with your paying your subscription and then on top of that paying to watch the huh. Yes. So we didn't watch Center Stage. We ended up watching The OC. Ugh. Ugh. Ryan, terrible acting that first episode, but. So, he gets better. I know he, I, the thing is, I know he gets better, <laughs> but oh my goodness, so good. Go and watch The OC if you haven't, just like the first few episodes and then continue on and watch the entirety of it and, and, and just love it. But wow. Wow. Sandy, Sandy uh, Cohen. Cohen. Yeah. Just lovely. Yeah. Uh, going back to your point of like um, streaming platforms. Over the last few weeks, it's definitely come to my attention more that I'm appreciating the ownership of DVDs now. 
because so many things are now being locked behind a paywall that you're paying for a subscription, but you then can only get it if you have this very specific add-on. Sounds like cable TV, just like everyone's been calling it for the last year or so. But with like these movies now being removed off of Netflix, I'm just like, holy smokes, like we've been very fortunate and very lucky Mm -hmm. to experience and who knows where we're going to be if we can if and when we continue this project for the 20 years it's going to take to know how we're going to access some of this stuff. I mean, granted, we have the DVDs. But Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, and I I keep bringing up this point. Records came back. Are DVDs going to come back? Are people, I know pirating is coming back. I know there's a lot of discussion about just accessing it for free because they no longer want to pay X amount. You can't, you basically can't get a lot of entertainment for under a certain amount of dollars unless you have low expectations. I am comfortable with what I have and I don't feel as though I need more. I don't necessarily look out for new. There are people out there who are always chasing the new, whereas I'm not. And I feel as though our catalog is big enough to suffice what I'm looking for. But I do wonder if a rental service or something is going to have to come up and disrupt the change that Netflix basically did to the rental service. Like, I'm really, really curious. I am really curious to know if like Blockbuster might make a comeback and be like, actually, we can do rental rights and you pay a subscription fee. And rather than paying $24.99 to rent Barbie when it first gets released, you pay 30 bucks a month and you have access to seven hot off the press movies. Like they could do something like that. But it's hard when you can find it for free and people don't want to pay. I have a couple of facts that I pulled. The first one was the movie came about when Anna Ferris wondered what happens to Playboy bunnies if they leave the mansion. Playboy culture was a really big thing in the 90s and the thousands. I will say it's not something I go looking for these days, so I don't really know what the exposure is like. Uh, not that I was also interested in the thousands, but I do remember they had a TV show, I believe, on MTV. So the exposure of them was quite high. I would assume with social media now, there still is exposure, but Hugh Hefner is also dead. So who knows like what the legacy? Yeah. And like, so the TV show was centered around those three bunnies that were with him. And I only remember Kendra's name. I don't remember the other two. I think one of them's name is Holly. Don't quote me on it. And then, yeah, so there's three of them. And that's what the show is about. So watch is why you see them with him always in the film. Yeah. So I'm not too sure what today's Playboy mansion looks like or if it exists, like what, what it's doing. I know the magazine is definitely still around. Like uh, I'm not saying that doesn't exist anymore since he died, but I just, yeah, I'm not too sure what that looks like. And we're definitely in a different renaissance of like what 
women's ownership of their own bodies look like, especially like with OnlyFans basically coming out and not having to basically latch themselves onto a wealthy man in order to get exposure. Shelly's character has 70 outfit changes, averaging 1.4 minutes in the film. And then the last one I found was it took about 24 times for the producers to sell the pitch for the movie. It was a very tough sell for this Mm. film. And I do... Like, after reading that, it was like, okay, well, then the producers basically... Or not the producers, the... um film studios are probably not really interested in that or maybe like afraid of touching this topic but then I'm wondering because like they had Playboy on board I don't know I'm really curious to know what it takes like I'm curious to know what it takes to get made make a movie because there are a lot of movies out there that take a long time to get made Mm mm-hmm and then there's shitty movies that apparently get greenlit and they get made right away. And I don't understand why. $25 million budget is not small either. No. But it did end up making money. I'm also assuming because it was released in 2009, definitely for DVD. So it made money on DVD sales. Okay. I am going to sum up this movie pretty damn fast because... I've seen it enough, but there are things in it that I just don't necessarily think that are like super important, but like we can talk about later. Shelly on her 27th birthday gets kicked out of the Playboy Mansion, basically the day after her birthday, uh, which ends up being a trick in the end. She gets forced out by the three jealous girls, essentially, because like Hugh saw a lot of potential in her, but the girls didn't want to share the limelight. She ends up getting lost in the wilderness of Beverly Hills and stumbles into Sorority Row. A couple of like great liners with the house mothers that she shows up to. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like this movie is actually quite quotable once you've seen it a couple of times. Uh, she ends up stumbling along the Sorority Row And finds herself with, like, the misfit woman in the misfit house, which is Zeta, Alpha Zeta. And they essentially agree to adopting her to be the house mother because she thinks that she can save them. Because the house needs 30 new pledges in order for it to not get demolished or taken over by one of the other sorority houses on the row. She helps the girls... By being brave and getting out of their comfort zone, there is a makeover change scene. And it basically, it's about like giving them confidence in areas that they probably were never given confidence before. Like, I don't know the character's name, but Rumor Willis's character where she has the giant shield on her. And I did like how she talked to her of like, you can do anything And I love that because it was like a little safety blanket. She's like, I can't do anything. I was like, that's really cute. The girls then become a bit mean and they become the woman they actually hate. And they realize that's due to bringing in Shelly. And they kind of like turn a little bit on Shelly. And they're like, well, 
we're not going to be able to get pledges if, you know, we're like this. We're, we're, we're kicking out people that we actually probably need. In the end, they end up getting enough pledges to save their house. I know that's like the quickest wrap up, but that's literally it. But the other thing about this movie is it's literally Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which is uh, aptly timed. <laughs> um, when did Sydney and the... Oh, Sydney White, great question. When did that come great out? Great question. That came out the year before. Oh, it did. It did. Oh, I thought it came out after. No. Do we own that one? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. What film do you prefer? Sydney White or The House Bunny? Do you remember? Or no. You don't? No. Didn't remember either of them. Okay. Enough. But now I've seen The House Bunny, so I can't still can't make a uh, well can't make a decision because i don't remember the was it sydney white yeah i don't remember that one i know amanda bynes is in it i was gonna say amanda bynes is in it that's all i remember and it's based off of the uh, snow white and the seven dwarves as well yeah i have seen both movies equally just as much as each other (sighs) but sydney white Okay, I have to say because I'm not entirely sure because it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I want to say it takes a less sexist route than what the house bunny takes. There are a lot of tropes that are still in Sydney White, but it's less sexualized, I would say. I'm also trying to remember. Oh, yeah, she does. It was like, wait. Does Amanda Bynes go into the sorority house and they make fun of her? And she has to pick she has to pick up the guy in the diner, but then she has to dine and dash him. Yeah, it was mean. It's like there's mean things. That's the thing that there are like really mean things that happen in that movie that I felt like got made up for. And I guess where I'm coming from when watching The House Bunny, I have read Paris's memoir. And She's very smart in the fact that she plays into the blonde archetype. Paris Hilton. Yes. I forgot her last name. (laughs) Oh, okay. I just was clarifying for people. (laughs) I I just like called her her first name as if I like knew her. I don't know her. Um, Yeah, she plays into the archetype of being a dumb blonde. So does Pamela Anderson. And they're both really smart. And they basically play into the fact that you think I'm stupid, but I'm actually a very, very smart businesswoman and you are falling for everything. And at the end of the day, I'm walking away with money. This was not quite it because in a way she's just very kind and she chooses to see the kindness in everyone and gives everyone a chance. And I think that's beautiful. And I think that's wonderful, but I think there's a lot of things where I'm like, you're still making so much fun. Kindness is just love with its work shoes on or work boots on. That's what she says in the movie. I don't know if you remember. I don't remember that. Yeah. She said that. Oh, which is so like, she was just, just was really sweet. And like genuinely looked for the best in everyone and everything. Would you join a sorority? No, but looks like it'd be fun. What about it makes you say no? Pretty sure it's expensive. Okay, if cost wasn't a factor that I was not aware about. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure. Is that what you're looking up? Yeah. 
But then would it be any different than living on campus in a dormitory or is it? Yeah, but here, once here, you don't live in them. That's true. You're just a part of the sorority house that has a house. And I guess, are they study rooms? Conference rooms? Beer beer pong halls? They're social... Meccas? Yeah, it's just like having built-in friends. Um... No, but they have a house. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a a place to hang. Yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah. There's a you must pay ongoing dues to maintain your membership to participate in sorority activities. They can range between four hundred to four thousand dollars a year or term per semester. Here uh, is that UBC? No, uh, that's probably in the states. Okay, I'm. I know it, it. it's basically paying to have friends in a way. I was not aware of this. I definitely expected there to be like maybe a tiny fee of some sort, but I was not aware of. But I guess like, hang on, if you are spending 4000 to live on in the house, that's no different than living on campus. But there isn't housing at the ones here. I know, but you're if you're looking at potentially. OK, so this one, it says, uh. Uh, anywhere between one thousand to three thousand a year annual dues within our local university. Yeah. Okay. That's no. pretty disgusting. Yeah, I'm not interested in paying to have friends just to socialize or do fun. Like whatever it is that they do is not like I'd rather be doing a sport or volunteering or there's other things I would like to be doing with my time and making friends through that. And then having those friends and going to concerts and going out for dinner or whatever it might be. So no, I wouldn't rush or do go for a society um, or um, for a, society for a society for a sorority. Um, although the idea of just like having those friends is sounds nice and sounds like you, depending on what field of work you're going into. Um, excellent for connections in the future. Yes. That's if you're going to play that game, but I'm not interested in playing that game. Yeah. That's generally how I see the sororities is people are there for connections. Yeah. Networking. Yeah. And future like, yeah, just basically, oh. Or my mom mm-hmm. was part of this sorority. <laughs> I really want to say society. <laughs> uh, so it's just like a, a, a lineage. I don't know the word I'm looking yeah, lineage. for. thing to to continue on the tr- the family tradition, tradition of yeah. being a part of is like the other. I don't, I don't know. I just, I you can still go to frat parties or whatever um sorority parties without being a part of like obviously they have socials uh, they have um exclusive events but yeah would you probably yes back then now hell no i think i was more social and outgoing then whereas now well I keep thinking and I keep going back to like how much COVID's like ruined my socialization skills. So like to me now that seems very daunting and hell 
<laughs> like putting me in a social situation for 24 seven and not feeling as though I could like remove myself. And I'm talking like if we were comparing it to the American standard, not the Canadian way. Mm. Although who's to say like our province does it any different than like, who knows? Anyways, I think I would have enjoyed it for, yes, the socialization aspect looking forward to something to do would also be really nice and like knowing that there are people that you can meet and continue to grow the circle I do not enjoy the hazing idea behind it I'm very anti and they didn't touch on that and they didn't do I mean the uh, Aztec fun party was funny, but I don't wouldn't call that necessarily hazing. She didn't do it out of no thinking that it was making fun of no. her for being a virgin. No, she was, she was just, just so excited, excited, yeah, to like be able to have that theme because it was something, yeah, that no one in the Playboy Bunny house got to do. Yeah, I yeah, like hazing is the one thing that I just don't agree with. I think there's a time and place to have fun. And do something, but I just don't think the risk side of the hazing is what I agree with. Mm-hmm. I think like, I don't know, getting up early and you guys have to go for a lap swim and that's your hazing and like, that's that. Like, let's not break any rules. We agree that we're going to go during opening time and you just have to show up in your clothing and swim together. Like that to me is cute hazing, not scary like the idea whenever there's a tv show and they break into the pool at the school and it's in the middle of the night i'm stressed watching the entire time i'm like they're hopefully gonna in trouble. everyone knows how to swim those that are my too. thoughts let's <laughs> hope we're putting people who know how to swim in the pool and i hope they're not drinking yeah especially let's hope they're not drinking and don't know how to swim well yeah it's just uh, <laughs> but then there's always someone i can think of gossip girl Someone overdosed in the pool. I don't remember that. And then they ran away and they left the person. No, they didn't. They flipped him over and they pulled him outside, but then they left him. Just bad. Just, just really bad. Did they check for breathing? No, they didn't (laughs) want to get caught. They didn't do their ABCs. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a curiosity that I will never get to explore because I would never decide i'm going back to the cool in my 30s and join a fucking sorority well yeah i mean could i do that as a six-year-old as when i'm retired and 60 I just said, not 60. a six <laughs> sorry i heard six-year-old and i was like 60. girl what 60 doing your master's i don't know i don't know what the uh rules are they think i'm a house mother probably yeah i wonder if there's give it a try limit. Try. I'll I'll find out when I'm 60. See what happens. When I decide to retire and I want to go back to school and get a master's for free or whatever you can do. Is that like, it's not monitoring the class, but you, um, a TA? No, it's like you go in and you rate it. Audit? Audit. Thank you. It was, I was kind of close and I was like, it's not an addition. That I couldn't get. <laughs> you audition. <laughs> you audition the yeah, teacher. Yeah, yeah. Are you good enough to be here? Yeah. Um, the other, like, there are quite a bit of key differences actually between this and Sydney White. I actually really remember Sydney White because Sydney White also involves a teacher. 
there's no classes in this whatsoever. Who knows how well these girls are doing? You also have to do well in order to stay in a sorority. You have to maintain a certain GPA. Mm -hmm. Or else I guess it looks bad on them. Yeah. And then whatnot. Would you go back to university and redo your degree so that you could have a different university experience than the one that you had? No, because I really loved my class. I really loved the people in it. There was one girl who drove me up the wall, but that was just her being young and her personality type not necessarily meshing with my personality type, which is totally fine. But there were no horrible people. Like there were no one that you would get into a group project with and you'd be like, oh, mm. okay, this is going to be like powerlifting. There were people that you would get into groups with and there would be overlapping strengths. Uh, so that's then where you kind of have to figure out who's going to be able to do this and whatnot. I guess the bigger question would be, would I go back and do interior design though? don't know and I think it it's like a two two answer to this question for the fact that I am no longer in the industry so I didn't necessarily gain anything connections wise and I don't have the friends that I made there which sucks like I've tried to like reach out to them but like I get nothing back. So it's like, okay, like whatever, like you guys do you, like I'm not a part of that industry. So like I, it speaks volumes to the cattiness that was in interior design, I guess, because it's like, you're not a part of this anymore. Like, why do we need to kind of spend time with you? And it's like, okay, interesting. But that's like the way I'm viewing it. That's how I'm feeling. Um, But I also loved what I learned and I am able to apply what I've learned to my field despite it not overlapping whatsoever but yeah I have a hard time deciding like would I or been better off just going into the fashion program probably not I think I would have grabbed a lot of skills and I think I would have really liked it but I think I would have burnt out the hobby that I really liked and done the same thing I did to baking would I like to know how to tailor a suit absolutely do I think that You'd I want to do learn? that as a as a career? No, but would you like to have it as a skill? Yes. But like there's YouTube University. Honestly, I can learn how to do any of these skills via YouTube if I find a good enough resource. And then it just comes down to practice because I guarantee you the student who's making or tailoring a suit on their first semester is going to make just as many mistakes as I am. Yes, they have a teacher to guide you. Professor YouTube is great. However, it's missing a mentor. Like there's no one for you to turn to when you're like, this like one random thing comes up that you're like, ooh, I'm, I need to work. On, like I don't understand where you can't see the bigger picture of like the specific thing that you're, you're I agree and I disagree because the sewing Reddit forum is phenomenal for people looking for those specific type of questions and getting the resources handed to them okay. when they need it. So that's why I'm like, I think there is actually enough knowledge out there that you would be able to um, figure it out. I also have one contact in the university that I could possibly like if I was really, really struggling on something and reach out to me like, hey, I, 
I need help on this personal project. Do you feel like you missed out on the campus life? Do I feel like I missed out on the campus life? Or no, because you basically were at your campus. Yeah. For like eight hours a day. I think if I live closer to home, sorry, if I live closer to campus, (laughs) that's a sentence. (laughs) Make that one make sense. I like how I said that with like so much confidence. If I live closer to home, I think it would have been great. (laughs) If I live closer to the campus is what I'm trying to say. I think I would have had a little bit better of a campus relationship experience. But because of how far it was and how long the commute was and how you were burnt out horrible the commute was it was basically show up be in class and get the hell out of there because if someone hits an overpass if something's happening you can be stuck on the highway for three hours if it snows you could be spending a night on the bridge like we learned last year so i didn't do that but like these things do truly happen in our city that I saw my time as more valuable trying to get home to do my homework than being at school. Now, the counterpoint that I really struggled with, and I also still not bitter is not the right word, but like I think about often, a lot of the students lived in the city. And so when they wanted to go out on Friday night, I think they didn't realize or recognize I'm traveling all the way out to campus and then I'm having to travel downtown and then travel back home. So you guys are staying out until 11 o'clock at night, but you guys are going till 1 a.m. I still have a 50 minute drive home Yeah, that you guys are literally 10 minutes on a bus. So they would always like crit- criticize Haley and I of like, you guys never come out and be social. It's like, you guys live like right nearby of yeah. what we're doing. And so that's kind of a bit unfair. They also had a bit of a commute, but it just wasn't as like strenuous. They also relied on public transit because it was so easy for them to rely on it. Whereas it was not for me. We have no bus stations around here. They took them out the year we moved in. Yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing. Yep. It's an hour walk to the closest stop. Yes. It's like 56 minutes. So just under an hour. Yeah. I had a better campus experience doing my drawing and plant ID courses on the side of the bridge. Despite not knowing anyone, I had a better time and I felt more relaxed because showing up to those classes wasn't a time stress thing because the plan ID one, the campus is 15, 20 minutes down the road. Mm -hmm. I knew I was going to be there. The one uh, closer to Debbie's house, that one could be a nightmare depending on the time of day. But I also enjoyed that one because to me, they tried their best to do a campus life. But at some point it also very felt high school and I think it just became like who was there yeah I'm part of me is like well I'll go back and do a master's and maybe I'll have more of a campus life then could because I'll be in research so I'll be with other people yeah 
So there's always that. Yeah. I don't know. There is like something I ha- like. I don't like to use this description, but there is something very like romanticized about school and learning. I just and like the culture that comes with it. I do really like it, but it has to do with the fact that I personally like learning. I know you like learning. There's a lot of people out there who hate learning, but I think they don't know what they like to learn. And so like that's the big issue. I could go back for another degree. I would probably not like it because I like my nine to five. I I like knowing that I don't have to stay up till midnight completing a project. That's that's part of my life that I am so glad to be done with. If I knew that school was just going to be 40, 48 hours commitment and leave it there, I think I would be more interested in it. But because my program took about 60 to 70 hours of my life, it was a bit different. It's it's hard to say because like I I do feel as though when I think about going back to school, it's like such an exciting time and I'm excited. But I do know that there are people out there who really don't like it. I could happily go into a trade and learn that. Yeah, I mean, I'm back in. Oh, yeah, I want to go into a trade. There's like a program I've looked at and I was like, hmm, I would love yeah, carpentry. I yeah. would love. Do you want to do the, the car- carpentry and joinery class with me? at bcit oh, oh i wasn't looking at that one i was looking at kpu no they don't have joinery though oh okay they like they don't go into furniture making uh or so ca- cabinetry is like what it's oh gotcha it, they they're like carpentry and like like fucking building structures oh like i see i want furniture gotcha so it has to be cabinetry and joinery but it's a full year program full time yeah I don't know how to swing that. Exactly. I was like, okay, there's no part-time option here. <laughs> and I like, think- you, you, and it, you can't just like pick up courses. Like you have to like be in the program and taking all the classes and it's only a year. And then after that, you have to do your, your apprenticeship and your, your, for your seal and all of that. But I wouldn't be doing that. I literally just want to learn the things. Don't catch me getting a red seal. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes like, this is going to be such a side tangent on BCIT. I like the idea of BCIT because you get a lot of hands-on work. It's a trade school. It's a technical school. It just doesn't support people who also want to manage it. Yeah, it's like a all or nothing. It's like, yeah, you're going to blink for a year. You're going to get the information and then we're going to send you on your way. Which is like great if you can support yourself within that that year or you have supports in place to be able to do it, um, else, no. Yeah. Yeah, whereas all of the other universities, you can cherry pick. There's some night classes. There are going to be some classes that you absolutely can't do. And like my program, because it was a bachelor's, you are signing up for a four-year lifestyle change. But a one-year program, I just, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, like, is it not fair that you can't do it part-time and take two years? Because there are people out there who, but then it comes down to, does BCIT see that the industry is suffering and they need students as fast as they can? Probably. Yeah. Oh, what I was going to say was I'm in, I'm in classes and I'm taking classes and majority of them are online. But the one class that I actually went in person was so nice to sit in a classroom and learn from someone who is 
like passionate about what they were teaching and like had obviously has done a PhD in what they're teaching. Lovely to see. Hard to sit in a classroom because it's a technically it, it, it can be a first year, technically a second year course. Um, hard to sit in the classroom around people who are just there to check a box instead of being there to learn the material. It's it, and it's frustrating when you get put in a group project or whatever it might be with those. And yeah, and like I had one of them be like, "Wow, like why are you you're you're always so engaged?" And I was like, "Yeah, because I want to learn the material. Like, of yeah. course, <laughs> of course, I'm going to be sitting there with my hand up and asking questions because I I have questions. I'm curious. I want to learn." Yeah, and I think this comes like back from my broken record of don't go to thank you university straight out of high school that's, that's unless you know unless you are curious so passionate and just bursting at the seams with whatever it is that you want to pursue at university um great good for you my advice that i have given to every single person that's graduated i said i say don't don't do it work you're not going to be burnt out working you have you're so full of energy you can not sleep and like wake up and be like the things that you can do at 18, 19, 20, 21 that you can get away with, go make money, save money, go travel. And you can work and travel as well. Those are my advice. Go experience life. Okay. Before you, sorry, she's. I'm so excited to tell you something. She's melting at the seams. No. Yes. <laughs> I'm reading a new book. Okay. I can't remember the title. That's how, that's how good it is. Okay. No, it genuinely, I'm only 21 pages into this book and I'm like so head over heels in love with this author and like the life that she has lived. And I'm like, I am kicking myself that I never thought of doing this, but it's like, it's down to exposure, not being exposed the way that she had exposure to it. Okay. But she is someone who in her second year of university her aunt suggested to her hey why don't you apply to parks canada and work in the rocky mountains she did that and i'm only 20 pages into it and she ends up finding her husband at the lodge that she first starts at and her and her husband end up traveling the world full time together. So I'm like reading all these journal entries, like that's what the future of this book is. And as I'm reading this and she's 20 or 21 years old, I'm sitting there thinking, why didn't I, like, I feel upset that I didn't know about these things, about these like four month part-time periods that are perfect for students. No, I wasn't a student, but at 21 years old, I felt as though I was like locked in and I had to work for the company that I did and I had to go travel Europe. And I'm not taking for granted that I like, I love traveling Europe and that brought a lot of joy to me, but I felt very committed to the company that didn't care about me. And I had to stay and stick with them that even on my first year of university, I should have probably applied to something like this and gone done done this. But my passion for hiking didn't really come out until about year three anyways. But at that point, I still was, you know, still working for the same company that, you know, you and I were and 
never saw any money raise money raises any <laughs> raises and so we were still paying allegiance to this company that didn't really care about us and i'm thinking i but damn were we fucking good at our jobs <laughs> yes we were <laughs> i will say <laughs> not to brag not- but <laughs> we, we know were- it so <laughs> but i i'm just like part part of me is like really kicking myself that I will no longer get to experience that opportunity with that sort of freedom that comes with being a student. And that's really hit me hard this week. Yeah, that. And the other thing that's like, oof, is majority of the work visas, like the... You age out of them. 35. Yeah. Is all of them. 35, no longer. You can't just roll up to a country and get a work visa. Yeah. Or a travel work visa or however it works. It probably comes down to risk and health. Oh, completely. Yes. I'm like aware and like you're aging out of, not you're aging out of the workforce, but you're not like a <laughs> 35, you're fucking old. <laughs> well, like, well, like, but it's like, you're not this young go-getter. Yes. Uh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So Brayden, I have to cut this out because I don't want. Yeah. Um. Anyways, back to the, back to the book. I'm so excited to read this book. I... You have to tell me more about it. I will keep you updated. She goes to New Zealand. That's another place that she goes to, but she also travels to a whole bunch of other areas. And I'm just, I'm really impressed with the writing. She does write for a living. So this kind of makes sense as to why it's really good. But I really connect with her words and I connect with the passion that she has for the outdoors and really being adventurous. So that's just a little a life update, I guess. (laughs) Okay. Let's go for our ratings. What is your story score? I get a three. Oh, interesting. Um, no comment. (laughs) I don't know. I just gave it a three. It felt like a three. (laughs) I give it a two. Okay. (laughs) I gave it a two because I think there were too many like dumb blonde jokes and they were kind of starting to get old. Part of me is also thinking maybe I've seen this movie too many times that I'm being more critical of it because it's like up against everything else that I've seen. So story wise, I'm just like, it's just like average or just below average. But then there are a lot of quotable lines. So I don't know. I'm just going to stick to that. That's fair. Uh, I just put down three. Felt like a three. What is your music score? My sound is a four to five. It songs great i sang along to i think almost every single one of them i'm right there with you i am a four of five if there is one great thing about this movie it is the soundtrack hands down yeah but that is our teenage years basically (laughs) culminated into this hour and a half yeah yes (laughs) your visuals three out of five um it's great um so lovely to see the fits of uh 2000 the just the 2000 yeah like the 2000s um so much color (laughs) that's like Mm -hmm. and like um busy yes pattern like not i guess not pattern but like and like rhinestones and like we're layering like not layering in the way that we layer now like we do a lot of like neutral uh, clean lines is how we are right now but back then it's like let's let's put this like 
uh, camisole on, on top, top of, of a, a yeah, yeah, and wear a hat and and this sort of belt that hangs off like this and it just is busy. <laughs> yes, that is a very good way to describe it. I gave it a two point five out of five. I just thought it was very average. There's nothing like film crazy about it. There's some special effects that happen but we get a themed party it's great yeah (laughs) i also want to mention that emma stone is also a big part of this film this is like right before she like her career really starts to take off i don't know if this was before easy a or slightly after but i think it's before easy a so i just watched her in poor things Mm. so i've just seen her and now she's like she's much older more matured or like not to say that it's a it's a it's a role that she plays fascinating movie i really enjoyed it go see poor things but um there's a lot of people who don't like that movie oh yeah i know it's quite something uh if you don't want to think you don't like an artsy film and you don't like weird strange and absurd sorry not the film for you but uh if you do mm, wow great they're yeah anyways but seeing her in these like two different roles <laughs> back to back within a week uh wow she's grown a lot in her career and it's lovely to see yeah because she played this role a lot like i can think of easy a the other amanda Bynes. no that is easy a she's in easy a's with amanda Bynes. amanda Bynes is the bully to her uh what i'm like really mixing up the movies this one and there is a third one that she also plays like a teenage i think well she's in the spider-man yes that's kind of when she starts to get a bit more serious and she was in yeah the the shoot Sorry, I'm thinking like she has really expanded in the roles that she's done since is what I'm trying to say. What's the the the, the, um, the dancing one? Well, La La Land. Thank but you. But that's not until like 2015. It's not that. That's like not. I guess too that's far out. Not too far. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Spider Man is what put her on the map for a bit more serious acting, and less of the teen trope, girly movie. Isn't she in like um? I don't like a super bad or like a I think uh, she is um not I don't know if it's super uh but like one of those movies in that like uh Scott Pilgrim versus the world or one of those ones that came out around that time that basically I basically a Judd Apatow that is his trademark so um knocked up the 40 year old virgin those are like, all judd apatos it just it's a film like that I can't remember we could easily look up her credits but we're not going to because we're going to tell you our final scores yes mine is 5.6 out of 10 i'm a 6.6 and on imdb according to my notes it is a 5.5 so oh, I'm closer you are to it. yeah yeah uh do we keep this dvd no no we don't need to keep it as much as it's going away from Netflix, it's not something that I'm going to want to reach out and watch again. I think there are better movies out there that would lift my spirits. Not to mention there's tons of YouTube clips out there of funny moments if I really wanted to research and have a laugh with this film. Alrighty, it is time to bid adieu to the house bunny and move on to next week's pick. Are you ready? I am. Okay. I'm going to hit randomize and let's see if I can describe next week's movie to you. Okay. I have seen this one before. I don't know if you have. Okay. 
It's usually the other way. I'm trying to think. Well, obviously, we didn't see it together when we were younger. No. This movie is, I can't say quite old because we've seen older movies, but I just remember this coming out early 2000s, and I kind of couldn't wait to be older to watch it. And it's definitely a thriller. Oh, okay. And the girl is supposed to be quite creepy and stalkerish to the boy. But I'm trying to remember. He's he's in a rom-com that like we know about. Oh, he's in Bring It On. He's the brother. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Can we picture him? When, then, when did this movie come out? I'm looking that up. 2002. I was not wrong. Jesse Bradford is the actor's name. Okay. Uh, and then the lead girl is Erica Christensen. Who is? A woman. Yeah, but what else is she in? Uh, I know her from Parenthood, most notably, but you didn't watch Parenthood. So let me click on her bio and see what else comes up. Ah, yes, she was in The Perfect Score, that movie that we were talking about to a trailer weeks ago. She's in that, but again, that's not really going to help you. Help you, not help you. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to actually describe this movie to you because she's in other stuff that you would never have seen. Traffic. Will Trent. The Tortured. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, let's go back. Do you to think I could even get this? I think I'm going to name it and you're like, ah, yes, I know this movie. <laughs> or like you recognize the title. It is not available on any streaming platforms. Lovely. So we are going to have to hand off the DVD, which is not a big deal, actually. Uh, yeah, it's a 2002 American teen psychological thriller. Uh, okay, let's let's describe uh, what the title is. So <laughs> charades. The first sounds like two syllables. Well, it's one word. <laughs> But like there is another word at there's two words in this word, if you if that makes sense. So like So it's a what are they called? I don't know. It's not hyphenated. Like something. That's a great yeah, example. Like breakfast. Yeah. Breck and fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Butterfly. So there we go. But what is that called? I don't know. English with us today. What are these words though? This is really sorry. I'm gonna have to figure. We're gonna this have out. to figure this out before the movie. Words with whole words in them. <laughs> Some of my answers are coming up with like words with like the word "hole" in them, <laughs> W H O L E, rather than like two two words that create. A whole word, word. I. Hmm. <laughs> a portamento. Right, that came up as well, but that's not what we were taught in school. There's a word for it. 
I'm thinking con- like literally I, the only word that's coming to mind and it's not the right one is conjunction and that's not a conjunction. It's a what is it? It's a a blend word, nope. a lexical blend, nope, a portmanteau. A, no, there's a word for it. Oh, a portmanteau phonetically. Oh no, that is not it. A blend is similar to a contraction. Contraction. Is it contraction? Yeah. I is it that's why I say conjunction because it is a contraction words. Oh. Yes. No, no, it's not a contraction. Contractions are yeah. apostrophes. No, what is it? It's not. Uh, what's the. This is frustrating. Because I worked on this with a kid the other week. He was learning like sandbox and okay. sunshine. English and terms for writing. Um, Rainbow. I guess it's English grammar terms because it would be grammar, right? Because my English terms are not. Uh, we're on the University of Adelaide. That is my source at the moment. Compound. Oh, oh my gosh. It's a compound. Oh, wow. See, it started with a C. That's why I, that's, I never would have gotten there. That's why. Okay. Co- compound words are comprised of two smaller words that join together to create a new meaning. Okay. So it is a compound title. Uh-huh. Uh, we are going to start with the second word. The second word of the compound title. Uh, you use this to cool yourself when you're hot. Fan. And the first part of that word... Super fan. No. <laughs> Something fan. S- fan. Sorry, it's probably doesn't even start with an S, but yes. It does. It does, it's, yeah. So that's why I said... Um, it's not super fan. Um, fan. S- well, when you said that, I thought you were like super bad, but I was like, no, no we're not there. Which fan. is another compound word. S- <laughs> Is it a sh or is it a s? Neither. Oh. It's an S and doesn't even make that sound. (laughs) (laughs) What? No. What other sound does an S make? Okay, well, would you like me to describe the word? Sure. Because I think it'll give it away. An activity you do in water. Swim fan? Yes. I've never seen You've it. You've never, it, but have you heard of this nope. movie? You're going to see the picture that I'm going to show you and see if you recognize. No. You don't recognize this. No. I wonder if you're going to recognize the trailer because I remember the trailer being everywhere for advertising for this movie. Okay. But you might be too young. Yeah, You'd I be think nine. I, I think I was. I just remember really excited to watch this movie and I couldn't wait for it. And then it I was watched scary. it. It's like she stalks him is what it is. I actually don't remember anything past that. I don't remember if I liked this movie or I like I had built it up in my head and I was like, well, that was disappointing. This is around the time that I also watched Match Matchstick Men. I was I deemed myself old enough to go over onto the other side and watch a different movie. Uh so yeah, I uh I'm kind of looking forward to rewatching this movie and I'm curious to see how you experience this. Okay. 
We are going to end the episode there. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to follow us along, hit the follow or subscribe button. If you'd like to follow us on any of our socials, those are linked in the show notes below. Until then, have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.